Welcome back to Coffee and Christ. Hola. <laughs> For those who don't know, that's hello. Uh, it's been it's it's been a week since we've been back, and it's, it's been two weeks. Two? Oh, wait, right. how, how? technically. Yeah. It's two Mondays ago. About that, yeah. What do you know? Yeah, that's crazy. I know, but wow. For those who didn't know, we went on a mission trip to the Baja Peninsula, mm-hmm. uh, specifically uh, calling it area, and uh, we had a great week. That's kind of what this uh, podcast episode is going to be about. We're going to have some Bible, but it won't be like our regularly scheduled Matthew. Yeah. But um, we will have some of that. But we're kind of just going to talk about our experiences, you know, some of the things that really touched us, you know, our opinions about the trip, what uh, plans for the future, kind of, and what we took away from it, and what's what's going to affect us from here on. Yeah, it'll so, be fun. We'll get back to our regularly scheduled programming <laughs> next week. That's what I felt like. I was like, but, like a radio station. Infomercial. <laughs> hey, welcome back to, uh, actually, this is a special episode of Baja Mexico. That's right. Dun, 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 dun. That was supposed to be the ESPN thing. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, dun. but it slowed down. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going for a Jurassic Park, like. No, it just it didn't connect with my head at all. It's like, but you gotta like slow down. But dun, 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 dun. there you go. There, that was better. It's like a top five coming up. Yeah, you but start. You go. Me go. Yeah. Well, I thought we got a lot done. Yeah, I think so too. It was great. There was fifty-seven people that went. Um, I don't know exact numbers. I know five for sure came from Double Springs, um, and then everything else six. six? <laughs> Actually, seven, kind of. But okay. Well, who's what's the kind of here? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know what? Was... I'm not going to talk about numbers. There's okay. 57 people that came. Okay, that was better. A large. I didn't have a good answer for that question. A large majority came from Smithful, and they have some exciting things in the future that Dylan's more going to talk about, and and obviously a large group from Sycamore, and just it's. But there's I don't even, I still I'm not going to mention numbers, but I there's multiple different congregations represented yeah. at this mission trip, and we all work. It's holiday. Double Springs, Two, Smithville, three, Sycamore, four, Rock Hill, five. and I can't remember where Joe Mollahan goes. Um, he said it's really small. But So there's six. There were six different congregations six. of the church Sing that were there. And that's amazing, and we all worked together really well. We got a whole lot done. Um, I'll talk about like, some of our construction. I didn't even see all the construction stuff. I don't even know what all happened. Yeah, there was a lot. But for what I know, I know... That we built a new foyer, and when I say we, I mean I'm just going to put us all collectively in one group. Mm-hmm. Um, we built a new foyer for uh, the church, like a new entrance area, because at the church at the time there is an entrance that kind of goes into like the middle of the auditorium. Kind of weird. Yeah, it? it's yeah. not really. It's not even the middle, really. It's mm-hmm. like sort of towards the back, but yeah. not the back. It's like so, an awkward entrance. Yeah, so we built a new entrance. It's now when you enter, you enter through the back of the auditorium, kind of like normal churches around here are like. So, um, And then we built a new house, completely new house for um, for Samuel and his family. Mm-hmm. Um, you can talk about more of that later. Oh, yeah. and then, I'm excited about that. And you then, should be excited also, listeners. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Anticipation. Um, and then I know, I think Ty and a couple, like Jacob and Wayne and Charles, I think they built an outdoor kitchen. Outdoor kitchen mm-hmm. for Francesca, Francesca, that's right. 
I heard of talks of like solar panels getting put in on some houses and some stuff yeah, like I'm that. I'm not sure. I didn't hear anything. Did, did you know. hear anything else besides mm-hmm. on construction wise? I mean, they did some like the construction team did some freshening up around the okay, building yeah. and painted some bathrooms and mm-hmm. cleaned out the shed and and all that. But yeah, that was that was pretty much it. But that's a big deal. I mean, we we work from we work Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, yeah. and the morning of Thursday. Yeah. And so that's pretty good to get all that built in four days. Yeah, it's a lot of moving three parts. Half, three and a quarter days. Yeah, a lot of moving parts, but it all worked out really well. Yeah. We kind of like, within our big group we had of construction, we had like three like little teams mm-hmm. and like little squads that kind of went around on their own yep. and tackled different things. So it all worked out really well. Um, my main thing was benevolence, but I didn't even get to go. Yeah, much me too. I went twice. Did you go at all? I mean, I went once. Yeah. I went on the very first run, and then I was in charge of like painting and stuff like that, and that took a, like a day and a half. So yeah, but which is great. I mean, like I love you know not having a select job. I like moving around. That's that's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to see more of you get to see different things because last year I was all benevolence. I think I missed maybe two yeah. of all of them. So. Um, it definitely was a change, but it was a good change. I really appreciate it. I really, I learned, I learned a few things. I learned some terminology. I learned what um, soft is. Mm-hmm. I plum, the word plum. I knew what plum. And meant. what's the other word that I learned? I learned gables. I knew what it was, oh, but the I, didn't, gables, yeah. I didn't know the word for it. Mm-hmm. So I, I I took away some building knowledge. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I count that as a win. Yeah. And so um, I I guess overall opinions of. The trip though was fantastic. Uh, I, I like. thought it was. That's the that's the third year that I've got to go, and that was my this was my favorite year of all three. I think it was really, it really good. was. It was. Besides, like some vehicle issues. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, it would never stop. I mean, you would never think that you know Dylan and me would have vehicle issues you know, at all. You know why that? You know why we have vehicle issues? Because we were on the bus. Exactly. It would have been even worse if we were the bus that. Happened. Oh yeah. But oh, yeah. to give you all some information, on the way from Ensenada to Colinette's, like what, two-hour drive? Yeah, two, two and a half hours, yeah. Well, the bus that Charles Vaughn was driving overheated. Uh, well, it was from 1976. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a little war for the worst, but it overheated. We had to jerry-rig some... We, I did not at mm-hmm. all. I stood far away from... The vehicle as possible, yeah. Just because for safety reasons for everyone, <laughs> it's in everyone's best interest to walk away. Exactly, but they kind of like Jerry raised a cooling system on it, and it was pretty cool. And then it worked. And then on the way when we were supposed to come from Colinette back to Ensenada, the San Diego tour- tours bus just didn't show up. That was good. They didn't know where it went. They're they're like we can't even get in contact with the driver. And I was like. What? Perhaps he's been kidnapped. For real, I was like, perhaps, perhaps he overslept. Maybe he's on the side of the road <laughs> his somewhere. His bus is in his house. <laughs> yeah, he never left. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, but seriously, that like, one thing after another, another, and then even after San Diego tours didn't show up, Charles Vaughn's van overheated again. <laughs> And so we were on the road. I was dumping coolant out the back of the bus. Yeah. So that's not supposed to happen. And then and, and then and this and by the way, for those of you who have not been to Mexico, it's not like we were at a hardware store. No. Because when you're in between or an auto store, I mean, but like when you're in between towns, it's barren. Like there's yeah. nothing around. Yeah. 
Like we, some of our men like literally went over the hill and peed because there, there was no, I mean, literally no houses, no nothing. It's a road. Yeah, for real. So we were on the side of the road and just you had to do what you had to do. Yeah, with and, what you had. And I did not see Brad Gall go over the hill at first, and then when he came back, I thought we were going to die because <laughs> I was like, "It's a Sasquatch." <laughs> for those who don't know, Brad Gall's like. Six seven, the biggest man I've ever seen. He's like no six joke. seven. He's like six seven, and he's not like he's a buff six seven. Like his mm-hmm. forearms are probably as big as my legs. Mm-hmm. He's a big guy, and so I didn't go, see him go over. And like he come runs over the hill with like gravity and everything, momentum working in his mm-hmm. power. I'm like, ah, Sasquatch, the Boogaloo or Sasquatch yeah. one. He's but a it was huge, just, huge man. It was just Brad, and Brad's the most sweetest and humble guy I know. He is. <laughs> he's, he is. He's such a soft talker, but. uh and then the vehicle trouble did not end when we got back to Nashville. One of the bus tires on the uh, driver's side, it was like back passenger side. rear passenger side. Um, it's a dually in the back, and the inside tire just blew out. And we were sitting on the side of the road again for like. That was 30. a good hour. No, yeah. That was a good hour. So, I mean, the adventure never stopped until I laid my head down on my pillow. Yeah. So, but it was a great trip. The Lord provides. The Lord provides. Had a great time. I'm excited for the future. Excited to see, you know, what happens. Who knows? But Dylan, what about you? What was your opinions, thoughts on the trip? Anything you didn't like? No, I thought no, not really. I mean, I thought it was really, really good. I was not. I'm not gonna lie. I was very stressed when we left because there were 57 people going. Yeah, and I was like. Oh boy! Yeah, and like, and it would like the people that that I was stressed about were the people that I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Because like normally, you when I see this list of people going, like though I'm not, I don't have a personal relationship with all of them. I know them like either from Sycamore or from Cookville because all the churches are very familiar with each other, and like the different people, I was like, this is gonna be bad. Yeah, like so, like, but it, honestly, it was amazing. Like I, I literally can't say that I didn't like something. Yeah. Like, and it, but if someone says, what was your favorite part? I can't tell them either because all of it was my favorite. I mean, I agree. Yeah. if I could, if I could do that trip, if I could get paid like for, as a living to do that, I would do it. Absolutely. I, I love that. Misha's job, Misha works for Baja Missions and um, he was with us the whole trip. I would eat it up. Like, that would be so cool. Absolutely. Because he lives in, I don't know where. Tijuana. Tijuana right? and San Diego both. Yeah. And so, but it's it's cool. I mean, I can't honestly can't say that I didn't like anything. Like there were certain bumps in the road, but like they weren't major. Like, wasn't a big deal. And then like some of the people from Smithville are like we became best friends when we were there. <laughs> I mean, they're all amazing. Absolutely. Every single one of them. Absolutely. So, but no, I, I thought it was great. I loved it, and I wish I could go back work today with a slap of reality. And I was like. <laughs> I agree. Uh, today was but, probably the longest day of my entire life. Yeah. Because I was like... <sighs> but that and the time change, like, really... Like, honestly, I don't ever sleep. I take naps. Usually I don't like it because I fit, get up and I feel, like, gross. Yeah. But I came home and I laid on my bed and I was like, I'm going to have five minutes of TikTok time. Then I'm going to clean the house. I went to sleep for an hour. <laughs> I came home at four and slept till 5.15. I was like... I woke up and I was like... Good morning. Where are... Where am I? <laughs> like, but it was it was bad, but um, no, it was just amazing. I can't put any other words with it. It was great. What about for the future? Oh, you, oh, so details are still 
in the works because we're. I mean, me and Rob even talked like it's actively working even today. So we've gone. I went on the Baja missions trip when I worked at Sycamore. So I was an intern there. It was part of my job requirement for the summer to go to Mexico. So I went and then fell in love with it. Like loved the church, loved the people, and then the next year some of us went from Devil Springs, and then this year again. We can, we're not piggybacking, I would say, but I mean, Sycamore started the trip, and so, like, though there are many congregations going, like, Sycamore is the main church that does it. Yeah. And so, uh, we talked, and Stevens Gap, Church of Christ, and Smithville, and Double Springs, we're going to plant a new church. So, there is a, ta- the, ta- the town actually doesn't have a name. Oh, really? <laughs> it doesn't. So, it's between Colonnette and San Catine. And the town that we built the house in was actually for the preacher of our new church. And so, well, hopefully he's going to be the preacher at our new church. But I asked him what the name of the town we were working in, and he said it doesn't have a name. So we were just like, it's kind of the town between towns. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Colonnette, though very, I mean, poverty-stricken, and it's... It has its amenities. I mean, the hotel that we stay in is there. Yeah. Motel, really, that we stay in is there. But, I mean, it's still... You could compare it to, like, I don't know, a very, very, very small version of, like, Livingston. I Maybe, Clay not County. even. Clay, yeah, Salina, if you live there, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, very small town. It has a gas station, a hardware store. It has everything that you need. But, I mean, yeah, so. anything major, like hospitals and stuff, you have to drive either to Ensenada or Mexico City. I mean, there's nothing crazy there. and um, But it does have the church and, and all that. But this town, it's got nothing. <laughs> but it's a very up-and-coming, like a lot of people are moving there. There's a lot of work that can be done there. So cause that's what the driving force in Mexico is work. Mm-hmm. Like if there is work to be done, then people will come. Because they can't, like, and it makes me, and we'll talk about this later too. Cause like it makes me feel selfish because if I want to take a day off of work, then I just take a day off of work. No yeah. big deal. But like they can't do that. Mm-hmm. Work. They have to surround their life around their job. Yeah. And we do it. We when we surround our life around our jobs too. But like, there's a point of well, if we want to take a week's vacation, then take oh, a week's yeah. vacation. No big deal. But they can't do that. So the work is like there's a lot of work to be done there. So. It's a very up and coming, and they there's no church there, and so they need something, and so hopefully, it's gonna be hard to make all of it happen by next year. But we're gonna try really hard to have a plan in place to where we can go down there, and, and it's gonna be different. I mean, it's 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 a good thing, but like it'll be different than any other trip we've ever experienced because, and I got to experience that some this year going and looking at land and all that kind of stuff out of my comfort zone um, but we're talking to some realtors down there in Baja Missions and we're buying some land and we're going to plant a church it's awesome so I'm really excited for all of us to be involved and, and to get to work with Smithville and, and hopefully have more involvement from Devil Springs and it's going to be awesome yeah. it's going to be awesome absolutely the future is bright Very. in Mexico <laughs> always so but it, honestly if you ever consider doing foreign mission work do it. You need to do it. Absolutely. Like, and you didn't even want to go last year. You, I know. You wanted to back out. I know. I did. 
because I was selfish. I was like, I just want to stay home. You know. And I'm glad I didn't, obviously. But I was that way my first trip. I was like, hmm, just, well, you don't know what to expect. Yeah. So you're like, I don't know if I should be excited yeah. or not excited. Yeah. But see, I don't get excited until I'm in Mexico. Same. To be honest. Like, I dread the traveling day. I don't mind flying. Flying's fun. Especially this year. I got privileges on the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about that later. But I mean, like crossing the border and the bus rides, look, I just, I dread. I get car sick, though, really easy. Yeah. This year, honestly, it may be starting to go away because I was even able to read on the plane. And normally... I did a lot of reading on the I'm plane. so high on... Um, um, Gramamine? Careful. Uh, Dramamine. I'm so high on... I can't even function. I sleep the whole time. Yeah. I did sleep a little. But I mean a little. Not a little. Whoa. But, Whoa. but no, I mean... But if you can just get over yourself and go, it's awesome. Yeah. Because it'll change your life. I mean... Because I think about those people all the time. I'm like, oh, what are they doing right now? Because right now it is 5.15 there or yeah. 5.18. Yeah. So I'm like, I wonder, I, wonder what I wonder what they're doing right now. I mean, Absolutely, yeah. But it, it's the people is what, I mean, the place is cool. You're in Mexico. But the people that are there, that's what changes you. Absolutely. Because you're like, how are these people happy? I mean, honestly. Like, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, I guess we can move into what we were going to talk about too like for me this trip made me realize how selfish I really am and not the cliche version of my house and my car and all that I mean I got off the bus and when I think it was the second day that we were there and this kid comes running to me and knew my name was like Dylan Dylan and was running and gave me a hug I couldn't remember his name I was like, who is this kid? And I obviously not talked to him for a year, but his name is Abraham. And it made me realize, like, I I am a very talkative, outgoing person, but I do have a small group of people that I'm invested in. Yeah. And if you're not in that small group, maybe I'm not even going to remember your name. And that makes me sad. Like, I, I I was thinking about that on the plane ride home. I'm like... I'm a jerk. Because, <laughs> I mean, that that really hurt my feelings. Because I was like, this kid remembered my name, has not seen my face, heard me talk, nothing, for a year. But ran to me like it was a mission. And I was like, I had to ask, I had to ask Antonio what his name was. And I'm like, that's horrible. <laughs> like, I don't, and I don't know how, and I don't do it on purpose. I don't know how it happens. Yeah. But, I mean, there are... A small group of people I could probably count on both my hands that I do feel like I'm very involved in their life, like know what they're doing, know what their ambitions are, know what they like, what they don't like, all that. But if you're not, I mean, if you're not in that group of people, I may know your name, but I mean, I don't know anything else. Yeah. And so that made me, I was like, Dylan, be better, like, be a better person. Yeah. <laughs> that got me this year. I was like, man. But I mean, that's the thing. They don't have anything else. Like the people that are in their lives, they're everything. Yeah, yeah. And the people who are my, you know, that I can count on two hands, my group, they're my life too. I, I can, I will say that. I do think I do a good job of those people. But I mean, what about everybody else? I'm not very, maybe not inviting. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. But yeah. that, that, that really hurt my feelings because I'm like, these people love on greater scales than I can even imagine. 
and I love on like this very small scale. Of, yeah, that's it. So that was me. That 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 was my thing this year. Because every, every year you come back and you're like, how can I be better? I, that's me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if everybody's that way when they go, but that's me. Like, how can I be better? How can I make myself better from this trip? And that was me this year. I'm gonna do better of broadening my circle. Yeah, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah, I had I had about two things. I I kind of I'll piggyback off of yours like broadening maybe having a bigger priority list because I agree with you like I'm I'm very tight with my friends but I also don't make priorities to even try to invest in anybody else because I'm like it's taken it's it's taken me a lot to you know get the friends I do and know all the things I do it takes time and I'm like well, I don't want to do that again yeah yeah that's just, I don't it's selfish like I'm like I don't want to do that again but I've learned from this trip like kind of like you like I, I mean, I kind of remember the people names, sort of, but like, mm-hmm. for those who still came up and talked to me, I, I was like, mm, it took me a minute to remember their name, and they mm-hmm. had that, you know, like their eyes have never been brighter when they mm-hmm. see us. And I'm like, why are why am I not like that more often? Like, yeah. why don't why don't I show that kind of love to people that they do? Mm-hmm. And then like, again, just priorities with. What do I need and what do I not need? And like mm-hmm. kind of really minimalizing things and kind of planning for next year to maybe bring more things to them because they need it instead of me. And then um, and also like my time. I, f- I feel like I always plan. I always plan far ahead and I never live in the moment. And mm-hmm. like when when you're there, you're in the moment. Yeah. Like when you when you're holding that child and there's so much joy you're you're right there mm-hmm. and i and i want that more often so that's i'm taking away reshaping my priorities to be around people more maybe not my friend group maybe expand and then to live in the moment with them yeah don't worry about you know don't worry about tomorrow worry about right now what's happening yeah and really focusing so i thought it was cool too and it piggybacking on that again they were talking about, you know, we have an itinerary of, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to have this VBS and we're going to build this and that, that's our goals for the week. But I don't remember who said it, but it was the beginning of the trip and they said, if you're talking to somebody or, you know, whatever, the projects can wait. The most important thing is to build the relationship with somebody. And that's a big thing for me too. I, th- I think I get caught up in like everything going on mm-hmm. and I don't sit down and, and really like be real with somebody and like that's my big thing I hate despise like small talk yeah I, I can't stand it and it is necessary sometimes but I just I like to have real conversations and I want to do that more like I want to be like everything else can wait if I'm talking to somebody like give them my undivided wholehearted attention and not worry about the phone call not worry about everything else just give them my attention all of it yeah. because they do that I mean yeah. they drop everything and they give you their full attention mm-hmm. I'm like I need to do that more like yeah. so that that was in piggybacking off yours I mean we all need to be better with our priorities yeah. you know but it, it changes you for the good I think absolutely when you if you let it if you let it absolutely so you know 
a big thing with with all that, I guess, is I guess everyone can come home and realize that they're selfish. Mm-hmm. That can be like a broad like blanket. I I realized it when we came home and you know get in my car take her, take Miss Donna home bring you guys back to the house and then I don't know why I missed my truck like a lot <laughs> and so when we when I parked my car and we went out to eat I was like oh I, I want to take my truck let's take my truck and as we were driving to eat we me and Aubrey and Ty went and ate at Kane's after we got back and I was like obsessed with I just I wanted to drive my truck yeah and I was on the way there and I was like you should see some of the things that that these people drive. Yeah. Like, I just got out of my 2018 nice mother car SUV that I like to call the paddy wagon. <laughs> you know, get out of the, my Honda Pilot and get into my 2019 F-150. And I'm like, why? Why am I like this? Because those the, one, the families that are there usually have one car. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're being held together with zip ties and duct tape. Exactly. But they are so grateful for it. Mm-hmm. And I just got rid of my old truck because the rear end made a weird noise. That's why I got rid of it. And I was like, it barely had over 100,000 miles. Yeah. That was so dumb. I mean, it's, I get it. It's, it's, it's who we are. Yeah. We're selfish. But it really, I was driving and I'm like, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to live in the house that I live in. To drive the to have the things that I have like, be quiet, mm-hmm. you know. And that's that's a big thing we have to realize, as Christians, not even a foreign mission field. As Christians, when the term "take up your cross and follow me," and those are the famous words that Jesus spoke, and we'll talk about those when whenever we get there. But take up your cross and follow me. That means that's it. Mm-hmm. Don't bring anything else. It's you and your cross, and you go. And we have to realize that nothing else matters. No, nothing. Mm-hmm. Things, nothing. And they understand that. We don't. And I, I can say all, all these things and say, oh, now that I've come home, I'm a changed person. I'm not. Yeah. I'm going to try to be. Yeah. I'm not. I'm going to get in my truck in the morning go to work and not think about it and I wish I could say that I would be this rock star of a Christian I'm not I'm gonna try though yeah but those they understand what true Christianity is and what it means to take up your cross and follow me that's they understand that and I, I want I want it so bad I want to, to be able to do it and I'm gonna, we're gonna try we're gonna really try hard yeah I agree I mean those people walk miles to church yeah and you know we get we get mad sometimes when our air conditioning doesn't work in mm-hmm. our in our car so mm-hmm. it's just a it's a very big perspective change especially for your first time going there it obviously still changed me with my second time going but especially your first time you're like just taken back in all I mean I, I went to the trash this year with them and I don't know if you've been to their, you know, the dump, I'll, dump I'll say quote-unquote dump. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a field, and it's hundreds of trash everywhere. And it's, it's, not, it's not together. It's, it's 
sprued off over miles of land. I mean, wrapped around fences. I mean, I wish I took a picture, honestly. Because, like, you, you couldn't, like, if I had told somebody like this back home, they wouldn't believe me. Like, it was, and there's people out there rummaging through it, looking for things to sell, looking for food. So, it's a big perspective change. Mm-hmm. I agree I, with you. I'd like to say that I'm going to come back a rock star and on fire for Christ and just not like that yeah it's it's harder than you know than what people think sometimes and and some people are i believe there's definitely people who've come back who are definitely rock stars for christ right now Mm -hmm. but it's hard to do that with really with the lives that we live because like you said i'm gonna get my car tomorrow i'm gonna go make my money which is probably four times more than what they will make and then i'll go home and i'm gonna go sip some coffee and they don't have that. Yeah. And so, I'm. What kind of uh, biblical connection are we making here? Well, I mean, I will help connect that connection. But, you know, we see ourselves, and I'm including me and you both in this, <laughs> that because of the way that we've brought up, been brought up, because we live where we live, that we are above other people and that's not at all what we are I do want to just jump in real quick I feel like definitely with a language barrier Mm -hmm. and with that kind of economic different status kind of deal Mm -hmm. I mean like one of our dollars goes for what 20 of theirs so like it's a a change Mm -hmm. where obviously if you live in America you are beyond blessed Mm -hmm. You, you don't even know it if you haven't been on a trip like this. You don't even know how blessed you are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes we talk down to them. Oh, I think so. I mean, like, I, I don't want to say things, but, like, or mention anything. But I noticed, mm-hmm. like, sometimes in class or or sometimes when we would just talk to them, it felt like, like someone was belittling them just because mm-hmm. they couldn't understand them as well. Right. And so, like, that's also kind of what I, I'm going to change for next year. I'm not saying, like... Not pointing out any names, but mm-hmm. I don't. I want to make sure I'm not that person. Make, I make sure, sure you see him as equal. And see not. him as equal. I mean, like, there's no. I, again, I wish I knew the b- biblical verse, but I know somewhere that there's no standards in heaven. There's no, you know, economic status poles or anything in he- heaven. Right. If you're That's po- what we base our life on. Yeah. If you're, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, if you're poor, so someone's rich. You're both going to the same place. If you're both mm-hmm. in the right direction, there's not. The rich guy isn't getting there first kind of deal. So, But but I think it's cool. And don't think that I'm belittling either one of us because this all ties into the biblical application. But there is one, and I'm going to say this, and you may disagree with me. There are no such thing as rock star Christians. Yeah. There's one, and that was Jesus. Yeah. So we can strive to be the rock star Christian. We can strive... And I, I do believe, you know, I do believe I'm going to change and try to be better and try to be more, you know, there for people and, and have real conversations and, and not be distracted. Yeah. But the reality of it is we can try all we want to. Mm-hmm. There is one person that's a rock star Christian. Yeah. And it's Jesus. And we can strive and we can push and we can try our best. There are no such thing as rock star Christians. We, we can try our very hardest, but Jesus is the one. 
Mm-hmm. And so, on that note, in John chapter 13, um, I have a new perspective. I was reading this last night uh, before bed. It's a passage we've heard, and I, I like to do this. I reread passages that I read all the time over and over and over. Not because I'm comfortable with them, because I'm trying to see it in a different way and try to pull new application. Because I'm big, I, I, we've said this before, and if you haven't figured it out, like, your nick is the history and all that. And I like that. Yeah. But my niche is, what does this mean for me? Mm-hmm. Like, what can I do to, to change myself now after what I just read? And that's just, we all, we all have our different yeah. ways that we like to study. But this is the, the infamous passage of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Now, you may know more history on this than me, but that's like the ultimate sign of not belittlement, but like if you're willing to wash somebody's feet, like that's the ultimate yeah. sign of, hey, I respect you. I'm, you know, yeah. It's the ultimate sign of, I'm gonna put you before myself. Absolutely, yeah. And I was thinking about it last night, and I was like, whose feet would I wash? <laughs> and then, I mean, I'm like, who, who, whose feet would I really? And I have five people that I on my hand that I count, and I won't mention names, but five people in my life that I would do it for. Other than that. No. <laughs> and that's, I, mean, I wish I could say there was more people, but five people, six, six people. But that's what I was saying earlier whenever I was talking about, you know, we think that we're ab- above things. We yeah. think that, you know, we deserve to make the money that we make. We deserve to live in the house that we deserve to have the car. Well, we don't. Yeah. We don't deserve any of it. We deserve hell. Exactly. Yeah. And, so Jesus here, and I'll, I'll read it. Um, I'll start at the very beginning, and I'll, I'll try to read fast. So I don't want to, you know, take a lot of your time. But in verse one, it says, "Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end." During and for oh gosh, that was a lot. The very first verse, we have Jesus, the rock star Christian, the one and only. Rockstar Christian, who's we just read, who he knew that his hour had come to depart out of the world. So basically, he knows it's about to get real, and he says, um, he knows that he loved the people who were in the world to the end. If that doesn't make you think about yourself, yeah. You're reading it wrong. Okay, but in verse 2 says, During supper, when the devil had already put it into his heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand, and that he had come from God, and was going back to God, rose from supper, he laid aside his outer garments, taking a towel, tied it around his waist, and then he poured water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. So he came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And he just answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterwards you will. And Peter said to him, You'll never wash my feet. And he just answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. So he answered him, Lord, do not wash my feet, but only my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, The one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you, referring to Judas. For he, for he knew... 
who was to betray him. And that's why he said, not all of you were clean. So we're not going to read all of it because I'm already about to cry. <laughs> but do, you, do we understand the magnitude of that? The servant heart of the one and only rock star Christian? Because in reality, if I knew that I was going to die in an hour, I don't know what I would be doing, but it's not going to be washing it's not, people's It's feet. not washing anybody's feet. I mean, and he's saying, this is the last thing that I want to do. Because I want to make sure that the people that I'm around, I want to make sure that they know how much I love them. And guys, we have to do that. You know, and what we did, you know, we went 1,900 miles away, flew across the country, you know, we showed them that we loved them, Mm -hmm. but we get to do that for eight days once a year. Really, four days that we're there. Yeah. What about the people Here. right across the table from you? What about the people that you work with, that you go to school with, that you spend your time with? Do they know? Are you willing to say, I, I know that if I were to go right now, that they know how much I love them? And that, that, that's crazy to me because that's, that's the type of servanthood that Christ had, that he was like... The last thing I want to do before I die is serve somebody else. That's what I want. And not just serve them. I mean, get down and dirty and really serve them. Mm-hmm. That's what the rock star Christian wants to do. That's what we should aspire to do. That everything in our life... And that's kind of, it's kind of cool because his entire ministry is being told in 11 verses. Yeah, And I thought that was cool last night because he's done all these great things. And it was to show the world that he loved him. And so in 11 verses before he's crucified, he shows people in the world how much he loves them. That's what Jesus wants. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus wants us to be like. And we don't have to go to Mexico to do it. Yeah, Do it here. Do it in your friend group. Do it at work. Do it at church. Do it everywhere. Make sure people know how much you care about them. And then in chapter 14, um, I read this last night too, but in 14 it says, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me and my Father's house are many rooms. And if if it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself that where I am going you may be also. So, the same God, the same Jesus that we serve today, every day, is the one that washed feet. Mm-hmm. And that, I think we forget that a lot of times. And Richard talked. Richard had a phenomenal lesson yesterday morning about it. Maybe that was last night. I don't remember. Last night. But... We have to remember the God that we serve is the God of Israel. Mm-hmm. It's the God that delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He delivered the children of Israel. I mean, that's our God. The same God that, in the form of a man, washed feet. And then, why do we do all that? Why do we want to be that? Why do we want to be a servant? Why do we want to put others before ourselves? Because it just says in 14, in chapter 14, he went to prepare a place for us. And that's amazing because Jesus 
God, the, the savior of the world, in to put it in our terms, built a house for us and wants us there. And that that's a big thing for us. Like, we don't ever want to be around people that don't want us there. And because you're not going to spend time with somebody that doesn't want you around because it hurts. But Jesus is saying, I want you to be there. Yeah. That's what I want. And then at the beginning, it says, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And we let our trouble get in the way of serving God. But he says, don't be troubled. Believe in me. Be with me. That's why you, excuse me, that's why you have a servant heart. Jesus wants you there. Desperately. And so, don't let what we talked about today make you think we're telling you all this because we want you to think how great we are. Yeah. That's not that was not the point of any of this. No. It was to show that yeah, we went and spent a week in Mexico and it was amazing. But now what are we going to do right now? And we talked about how it changed us, but you don't have to go on a foreign trip to discover what needs to be changed in you. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Discover it right now. And be willing to wash somebody's feet. Mm-hmm. I'm ashamed that I have six people. It makes me mad. Think about that. You don't have to say your number. Think about who you, whose feet you would wash. I have six. That number should be... We shouldn't even be able to count it. Yeah. So, what are you doing now? What are you doing to serve Christ right now in your daily life? We'll see you next week.